0: Welcome back, everybody. It's your time to ed up on the ed up experience podcast where we make education your business. Dr. Joe Salustio back with you again and again, along with my co-founder and partner, Elvin Freitas, who's sitting to my right. He is doing all the production and getting all these episodes out right after we record them. We're recording here in Denver, Colorado at the Colorado Convention Center at Lucian Live. So privileged and honored to be here. We've encountered such amazing, amazing people and being able to talk about what's happening at Lucian. What's happening in higher education as a whole? We've got somebody pretty incredible with us today. Uh, I say with us today, but I mean again today because we've interviewed many incredible people today. Here she is, ladies and gentlemen. Her name is Dr. Barbara Brown Faulkner, and she is co-founder of BHA Technologies. Barbara, how are you? And tell us a little about a little bit about BHA Technologies.
1: Well, we um we work real closely with with Allusion in um. Helping to well, so let me back up a little bit. We also do some selections, we help do some selections, and we're we try to level the playing field so that any uh, anybody, any institution that is looking for a software vendor, whether that's Illusion or somebody else, um, we level the playing field so that you don't get you know hypnotized by the smoke and mirrors that you really see what it is that you want to do. So, when select by
0: selection, sorry to interrupt, you mean. You lay out all the different technologies and say, "Here, don't get don't get roped into this smoke and mirror. Here's the downsides. Here's the upsides." And you try to give them a, the cleanest look to select.
1: That's that's part of it. A lot of it is helping them uh, think of the right questions to ask. Mm-hmm. Because when they ask the right questions, they're going to get a much better answer. And so we like to do some structured demonstrations and have the vendors come in and do. Um, a scenario that is typical for their institution, you know, so that, that makes it a lot easier for them to see and relate to what's really going to work in their, in their organization.
0: Okay. So selection, what else? What are those really good, big focus areas?
1: Yeah. Selection is one Um, implementation. We do implementations for different softwares, not just solution, but um, like I said, we hold hands with the, with the clients and we, if their technical staff isn't, up to speed on some things we can supplement we can do training we we usually we've done so many in the past year that have been illusion clients Um, for example there are probably eight schools in oklahoma that all needed to move to a different platform and so they all selected colleague and we've the illusion services people did a great job of doing the actual training and helping them but we offered the technical services and the hand holding and you know they'll go through training and it's like drinking from a fire hydrant and then our consultants go in and sit down with them and help them do their homework help them get by with you know all the questions they have and we're immediately available when they do have a question and sometimes with allusion or with any other vendor they've got a lot of other people that they've got to an answer to we assign one person to their campus
0: amazing see look at that i had a button for you
1: i'm so proud i know
0: so you're doing as much of the technology work as you're doing people work
1: absolutely
0: right absolutely, what's yeah. the harder work the technology work or the people work
1: oh the technology works simple
0: mm, I yeah, you the
1: people, yeah the people are people can be challenging and, the, and it's mainly based in fear mm-hmm. but it can be challenging
0: so your background in change management is really essential to your work and yeah. And so, tell me about the infrastructure of BHA Technologies. How how many people do you have working in the organization? You know, how are you structured? You base is everybody based in um, in Texas?
1: No, not at all. Um, we're not a huge organization. We're uh, you know for the past few years we've kind of been recognized as a, a selective boutique organization. We have about twenty employees. Um, we're growing like like weed right now, which is good, but it's also a change management as, yes change management <laughs> exactly um and so no our consultants are all over the united states and they um, provide services you know by zoom by whatever technology is available they will go on campus if they need to but a lot of what we do we can do remotely
0: did you transition were you mostly on campus before and now everything has moved to the yes to zoom and teams and everything and so you're yes. doing everything remotely yes and how are your employees and and techs and do you do contractors and stuff too
1: we do some contractors yeah. but um primarily we have full-time employees and they're they're really good about you know we even do like office hours you know we'll go in and just set up a time and tell the client you know we're here just like we would be in our regular office if we were on campus pop in anytime and this is where you can find us and ask anything you want so you know we, we try to adapt the way we deliver our services to make it easier for the client to get to us
0: now what happens in an implementation or a managed service when you have key employees at these institutions that quit because this whole reshuffling thing's a real issue this mm-hmm. uh you know, hey, look, I worked in higher ed for 15 years, and now I'm going to go start my own business making cakes. And, you know, because it's, you know, so what, what happens? And is that when institutions are bringing you in? Or is it, you've got to now fill this huge hole, because somebody's left with all this institutional knowledge?
1: Yeah. And, and that's, that's happens often, not, not a lot, but, um, you know, especially if the institution hasn't done any planning for, you know, for a follow-up job. And so um, we have staff that, for example, we have some people that can do fill-ins as registrars or fill-in in financial aid. That's good. Or fill-in for, you know, whatever vice president of student services or the academic side. So we can we can kind of modulate until they can find someone. Um, and, and, you know, sometimes that's even more helpful if they have somebody new that doesn't is not tied to the way it's always been done. They can introduce change as well. So it's 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 sometimes better.
0: Tell me about your co-founder a little bit, Sherry Hendricks. You guys must have an incredible partnership.
1: We do. We do. I Sherry and I have been together oh my gosh, since probably 1986 or 7 and we've worked together that entire time. She wow. she is she does all the work and I just Get all the glory. I get to come to podcasts,
0: and so that's that's why. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So she's uh she's responsible for most of our deliverables, and so she's the one that's out there with the client all the time, being face-to-face, helping our consultants get the resources they need to make the clients happy.
0: So talk to me about engagement. So I'm an institution, I'm having trouble, whether it's implementation or my my technology services and I'm going, I need help. Right. How do we engage with BHA Technologies? How does that process look? Are you the first person that we talk to? Is it Sherry? Who is it? And what happens next?
1: Yeah, it's probably, uh, I have a, there's, we have an executive vice president, either through a contact with one of us mm-hmm. and we sit down and we go through your organization and try to figure out what your pain points are mm-hmm. what's really wrong because sometimes presidents don't know and so that's they a, just know something's wrong they but know they don't something's exactly. wrong they don't know exactly what it is um we do security audits too so you mm. know sometimes there's the president says they tell me it's okay but i don't know for sure that it is can you come in and help us as in cybersecurity. as in cybersecurity. this is a big issue it is a big issue and uh you know we're we're just really kind of getting going in with a lot of schools right now because cyber insurance is almost non-existent right now so schools have to be really protective of their data and you just don't want to be on the front page of the Chronicle. Yeah, you
0: don't, and it wouldn't even be the Chronicle; it'd be the it'd be literally the news. Yes. So, talk to me about that. Is that a fast growing part of your business, the cybersecurity growth? Because you know, as I, gosh, and I, it was this week or last week. I was reading an article. I don't know where it was, um, but it was about an institution that was closing because a year ago they got hacked and they've never been able to recover from that hack, and they're closing down because they had to stop their enrollment to protect the data exactly. and they never recovered because they only had a year or two of operational dollars. Now they're closing. Yeah. Like cybersecurity in schools are known to be one of the easiest hackable businesses. So right. this must be a huge focus for you guys.
1: Well, it is. And, and you know, the, the thing that I'm very focused on is how social engineering works into that because you're only as safe as what your employees, you know, what, what they click on, you know, or, There's even um, people that send emails now to employees and say, This is all legitimate. I'll give you five thousand dollars if you'll just give me your password or whatever it is. And that and it's happened, you know, people have had Sure,
0: here it is. Here's my bank account information. And people do it.
1: Oh yeah, they do. They do. And they'll do it twice. Yep. Yeah, we found that a lot of those a lot of those people that had the Nigerian oil prints send them a letter. They not only did it the first time, but they did it the second time.
0: Access granted. You've now lost all your money in your bank account. Congratulations. Mm -hmm. So what do you do? I mean, how do you, how does this, do schools not even understand what they're doing or not doing or have to do to protect data?
1: Well, I think it's grown so organically. The schools have made their networks and their securities kind of grown up as best they can. And so... What we what we try to do is go in and and make sure that they we know what's vulnerable mm-hmm. and do lots of different kinds of scans. But then we go back and we do training on with their employees so that they are at least aware. And it's it's ongoing training, so you are actually trained every so often to make sure you don't you don't click on the wrong email. And you know some of them look really real. It's it, sometimes it's some hard to do. tell. Yeah. Mm-hmm and um and then we also can help structure their network so that they don't end up having a a go without a firewall for two years
0: yeah don't do that please that's that's one of those things you don't try at home so talk to me about Lucian live you're here you're talking to people
1: yeah
0: how's the experience been what are your big takeaways so far
1: oh yeah well first off we've got a lot of clients here and that's been wonderful to see them and see them learn and and maybe
0: for the first time in a couple of years you've seen them
1: yeah yeah Yeah. and um but the you know we've been working with some of the um the people in allusion to work on helping them develop some business and in turn you know, they'll recommend us to do some things that they know that the clients need to have done. Mm-hmm. They don't always recommend us; they have other partners. But nevertheless, we've been very fortunate to have a great track record with with the Aleutian people. So we've gotten some really good, really good feedback from them, and we're working on strengthening that partnership.
0: That's awesome. What's the What's the big area when you're talking to people, and they go, "Oh, you know what? I am having this problem." You know what? I'm glad I ran into you here at Lucian Live. I, I, we yeah. want, I need to talk to you about this more.
1: Yeah. Well, a lot of times it'll be institutions that have had the software for 20 plus years. Yeah. And, you know, institutional knowledge leaves when people retire and quit. So a lot of times they'll say, I didn't even know it could do that. I didn't even know the software could do that. So we're there to kind of say, yes, you can do this. And if you want to flip this button on, we'll help you do that. Yeah. So that's a, that's probably the, the most important thing that's come out of this.
0: We like to always ask our guests the same two questions to close every episode. They're so Uh-oh. hard. I don't tell people about them ahead of time because they're just so difficult. No, they're really not. They're yeah. not that hard. The first one's really easy. The second one, maybe not so much. What didn't we say about BHA Technologies that you'd like to say? We'll call this a self. I've done plenty of self pl- I've plugged myself and you moderately Elvin, but more myself. Yeah. Uh, on this podcast, because, well, I have the microphone and you don't. Um, he'll get me later because he does all the production. So he's going to make me sound terrible. Uh, but what did we say about BHA Technologies that you want to say to our audience? Anything that you're doing, anywhere you're going, events you have, your website, mm-hmm. anything at all?
1: Well, we just we just relaunched a new website that's one thing that i'm on it right
0: this moment it looks great
1: good thank you um and and it's it's getting better as we go along you know websites sort of grow um we're working a lot with um tribal colleges we're working um a lot with consortium groups of institutions that go in together and uh try to implement kind of in a in a group mode they don't they don't They still do their own independent, but they they work together so that if they're in a state, we just did Oklahoma, um, they've got different um, people to call on. And they, you know, if they have something particular to that state, they can call their colleague and say, you know, how did you do this or how did you do that? So Mm -hmm. we do things like that. Um, But I think the the big thing is we're really kind of a, a, a hidden secret because we don't, do much advertising
0: well you're not heading anymore you're on the epic experience i
1: know and we're we're we don't usually respond to rfps we just have good, good references and we get our business through word of mouth so um
0: that's great before i ask you the final final question uh-oh. tell me about the tribal college work because this is a really important part of higher education tribal colleges have been in trouble for a number of years they're re- they're iterating adding new technologies trying to grow how important is that work to you and your organization?
1: Well, it's very important to me because I'm, I'm a native American. And so, um, that, that is, you know, our, our organization, I own 51% and so it's a native owned organization. That's amazing. We're, we're a female owned organization as well, but, um, it's, it's incredibly important to me. And we, we got, um, we stepped into a wonderful situation with a tribal school in Wisconsin and they, They didn't know what they didn't know and they're getting ready to grow really big. And, uh, fortunately for everyone, they had stashed away some COVID money. And so they had enough money to really implement what they needed to implement. And we're, we're still working on it. It's not done yet, but they, they're really making some, some big strides. So, um, you know, we're, we're trying to work with some of the other Indian institutions. So Mm -hmm. we're, We're making some progress there.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't usually pull up past episodes, but I'm going to in this instance. We interviewed Dr. Erica Moore, and she's the executive director at the Native uh, American Indian Higher Education Consortium. Ah, And um, she was great, by the way, but she was talking about how amidst all the social change, one group, one segment of higher education of people that are really forgotten about are in the American population and how the AHEC is working so hard to... You know, create a consortium of shared resources, and you think about the technology pieces that need to be in place that this segment of American higher education must be focused on.
1: Right, and and you know that's that's part of the problem is they've had, they've been so um, deprived of any technology they they didn't, you know there's really hard to get resources on the reservations so um, they haven't had anybody that could really build a good network for them they haven't had anybody that could really implement a system the way it needed to be and you know and there's a culture within the the native schools that you have to be able to adapt to and to work well with in order to make a, a positive change for them
0: well there you go. And so your final final question now. Oh my
1: gosh. I've been so Well, nervous. maybe
0: it's the You're nervous? You are doing oh, great. Oh,
1: well, I've been so nervous about the final question. Oh.
0: Did I am working you up to it, am yes, I? Yes, you are. Okay. It's like, well, let me ask you one more before uh, I say, I right, know I won't do that to you. What do you see as the future of higher education?
1: Well, I think we're going to be seeing a lot more um, I hate to use the term Amazon-like services, but, you know, students want... Let's tell the truth. Yeah, students want to be served like they do on Amazon, like they do on any other giant, huge
0: site.
1: 24-7. 24-7. And so lots of institutions are addressing that, but it's we're always, in higher ed, we're always the last to kind of Get on the bandwagon, and COVID helped a lot because they did have to go. But um, some of them just don't realize that you know you don't have to come in and pay for your classes. You can go online and pay for them. And you you know still it's a mystery to some of the schools we work with. So yes. uh,
0: well, I got to say, I, we, we very much respect and applaud your work, especially with the tribal colleges. It's an important part of higher education that we can't forget about. Um, I know you were probably nervous coming in, but I don't think you're nervous going out of this podcast thing. In fact, I feel like you should be co-hosting with me the rest of the uh, event that we're here.
1: Want to take your job?
0: Please do. Please. I I don't really even like this guy. No, know, he's he's all right know,
1: guy. I know. I know. Well, I was waiting for the big paycheck, so... <laughs>
0: We, you got the mug, right? I got, you got the, the mug. mug. I got the mug. So you're no, in you now. Man. You're in. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, um, her name is Dr. Barbara Brown Falconer, and she is a founder, co-founder of BHA Technologies. Barbara, did you have a good ed-up experience today?
1: I did. You guys are fun. Thank you for being so sweet.
0: Of course. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, you've just ed